0: Late Night Conversations with Patricia Ndulli Monday to Thursday, 10pm till midnight
1: Ten minutes after ten on SFM, we are leading the conversation around South Africa. And my name is Patricia Nduli. You can join us by calling on 891 104 207 or 714 4045 If you'd like to WhatsApp us, you can do so on 0614-104-107 and on social media platforms at SFM Radio at Patricia Nduli hashtag SFMLNC. Education conversations every Tuesday around about this time. And today we are talking about the inequalities of digital learning or e-learning, as we may so put it. And joining me on the line is Dr. Mamiki Ijankis, who is currently the head of the Information Systems Academic Department at the University of the Western Cape. Thank you so very much, Dr. Jankis, for joining us today.
2: Good evening, and thank you so much for having me. Now, Dr. Jankis, we've heard
1: uh, that today the Minister of uh, Basic Education, Angel Mutecha, has announced that uh, from the 1st of June, There will be the opening of schools, grade 12s and grade 7s will resume classes. And um, a lot of parents have come out on social media platforms and just, you know, uh, having discussions to say, but is this fair? Are the circumstances safe for our children? What are the other options? And a lot of parents are thinking that e-learning or digital learning would be an option. Is this correct?
2: Digital learning and e-learning presents us with opportunities which have always been there. And I think COVID-19 has put out um, the reality that even within digital learning or e-learning, there's a lot of inequalities that we also experience as a country. For example, um, in some schools, you'll find that schools have computer labs. In some schools, schools have um, tablets. And in some schools, children have access to mobile phones that are either acquired by the school, used by the school, or they have access to to them beyond um, the the, the home environment. In other contexts, you then have challenges of connectivity, good connectivity, where you can actually get onto the internet without facing different challenges and trying to get information. And then comes our biggest challenge of data, affordable access to those particular learning content, which is online. And then the final one, which is presented as as a huge challenge, is also content which is not contextualized to the South African learner which does not consider the multilingual nature that learning happens within our classroom context. So these inequalities have been existing. And while COVID-19 presents us with an opportunity of then seeing that how do we consolidate all these resources around schools and actually avail um, digital textbooks to learners and actually avail learning material to learners and actually support teachers to continue learning. We realise that there's so many inequalities across the country on access to these digital platforms.
1: With the demand of uh, e-learning um, being on the rise right now and the inequalities that you have already outlined for us, are we uh, infrastructurally ready? Practically to implement a huge rollout of e-learning across South Africa, and I'm talking here from all the way from um, primary school up until tertiary uh, level.
2: I think what, if we if we compare South Africa with many other African countries, I think we've we've um, moved quite significantly within the area of e-learning. Um, the the Department of Basic Education yearly has programs to enable infrastructure across the country. Um, And we have policies which which may need to be amended and updated considering the fourth industrial revolution and the new technologies that are now emerging that will probably in years to come up impact the, the type of work opportunities that are there. So in terms of policy, I think we need to go back and, and review and ensure that the policies meet the demands of the new emerging technologies. We also need an equitable teacher training approach. So you'd find that in some schools, teachers are ready for e-learning because In all of this conversation, teachers form such an important part of the success of e-learning. And so it's very important that we don't have a one-size-fits-all approach to schools around the country. And we also co-design the solutions of e-learning training for teachers so that they own the e-learning conversation as well. And we stop seeing um, an e-learning conversation as an either-or. So we, we don't see e-learning as a luxury as we consider the reality that um, some children who go through our basic education system may not be able to go to higher education and have we equipped them enough to can then have the benefits that come with being digitally skilled with having basic computer literacy basic digital skills that can enable them to for example register for a free course online and equip themselves
1: the time is uh, fifteen minutes after ten on S F M Late Night Conversations. We are having a conversation around education and uh, the e-learning inequalities that we are facing as South Africans. We are talking to Dr. Mamiki Yankis. If you'd like to weigh in on the conversation, please WhatsApp us on 0614-104-107 uh, or you can call us on 0891-104-207. Alternatively, o one one seven one four four zero four five. Now, Dr. Yankees Let's talk about the fact that the inequality is not only just about the haves and have-nots. In South Africa, there are areas where we just also do not... Um, have enough reception, especially in rural areas. I mean, you will go into the Eastern Cape, you'll go into Wazul Natal, you are going to Limpopo, Mpumalang. There are such huge and vast rural communities that don't even have proper connectivity when it comes to internet uh, service provision. So then, how can this be addressed before we even get to a level where the educators are able to utilize uh, this infrastructure and then teach the the, the students? I think
2: when, when we sit when we sit down to determine the policies and strategies that are specific to education that are specific to an e-learning agenda we can have a much more inclusive conversations so the department of basic education cannot have this conversation without involving telecommunication networks to say that if i am going to have e-learning in these schools I need good connectivity across these different schools. And there are many advantages that come with this. And I'll give you a simple example. There's a young South African startup technology company, which um, coming from disadvantaged background, they created a an application that is able to simulate a chemistry experiment. So they were targeting rural schools that would probably not have chemicals to conduct a chemistry experiment. And they developed what is called a, a virtual reality uh, application that allows teachers just on either mobile phones or whatever digital device that they have can simulate a full experiment for children. One of the other products that they have is an interactive periodic table. So in situations like those, you then realize that in, in, in underprivileged areas where you probably could not have a science lab, those digital platforms open up a world of opportunity for content which is South African contextualized, which considers that some of these schools or most of these schools will not have the necessary type of resources to can support physical science learning, to can support um, STEM STEM-related topic areas. So when we sit down from a policy perspective and then followed by resources, we need to have all stakeholders sitting around the table to say that we are now producing children who will be working in roles that may not exist. It cannot be that in in, in this year we have children who leave matric never having touched a computer before. You know, so it's, it's we need to have that conversation in that light that how do we bring all critical stakeholders around the table and say we need to equip a South African learner, like any other global citizen, to give them the skills that are necessary to can open up themselves to the world.
1: Dr. Jankis, I'd like you to please define for us who you refer to when you say we, because I'd like to at least understand who the we is. Is it us, the community? Is it us, um, the parents? Um, Is it us, the students? Yes,
2: I think that's that's a very uh, critical uh, question in that when we look at education, education um, should be influenced by civil society. I mean, what it, it's been great to see parents actually coming out to say, you know, this is our kids, and if we're going to send them to school, myself speaking as a parent as well, who's raising um, uh, children who, who go to different types of school, and seeing how the different types of schools have responded in terms of e-learning, and in some, like they off. And so the conversation needs to not be driven only from a top-down approach, but also from a bottom-up approach. Um, I'll, I'll talk about one of the experiences that I have so many years back after realizing um, we, I work with many, many uh, underprivileged schools to run basic computer and digital literacy in those schools. And after many years um, working with the different schools, and this is the format that it works, um, I work with volunteer students who have graduated in information systems or computer science, and they run robotics, programming, basic digital literacy clubs across the schools. After many years of working in the schools, we then realized that teachers were getting frustrated that learners were making certain digital demands upon them. And so we sat down with teachers to say, if this technology was introduced within a classroom context, what would that look like for you? How would you even want technology within your classroom? Now, Dr.
1: Yankees, before you even continue, let's hold the thought and come back after this.
0: SAFM, leading the conversation. (laughs) SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10pm till midnight.
1: We are talking uh, late-night conversations and currently zooming in on the education conversation on SAFM. My name, Patricia N. with me on the line is Dr. Mamiki Yankis, who is currently the head of the Information Systems Academic Department at the University of the Western Cape. We are talking about the inequality in the digital uh, e-learning platforms in South Africa. We'd love to hear from you. You can call us on 891 or WhatsApp 41391-SM. Um, that's SMSs. And SMSs are charged at 150. If you'd like to WhatsApp, you can get us on 0614 104 Dr. Jankiza, uh, before we went on a break, you were explaining to us one of the projects that you had and the approach that you, you, you gave um, between uh, learners and uh, educators.
2: Yes just continuing um on the conversation, and so we 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 then sat down with with different schools and different teachers to say that how would you like to introduce technology within your classroom context assisting the skill set and so the innovation was more organic as opposed to uh, having a specific program that is cut and pasted across different schools and it's been so great to see how over the years um, different teachers have innovated with something as basic as WhatsApp, um, being able to share information to parents through WhatsApp, being able to share worksheets to parents in, in, uh, through WhatsApp. So to see um, the organic growth of, of innovation coming from different schools with their own resources, considering their own challenges within mm-hmm. their context, has been great in helping us better understand how we can co-design this perspective. And I think one of one of my, 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 my love or passion for, for e-learning stemmed from the fact that I am a first language Susana speaker and, and following my completion of my qualifications and degrees, I was always bothered by the fact that many of the platforms that we have are largely westernized and, and we kind of exported. And much of it doesn't consider the many challenges that... I, for example, as a learner who would switch between languages to better understand content, there was nothing like that for me, platforms like that. And so I developed platforms such as those. And that grew from teaching children in underprivileged schools basic digital literacy, working with students who come from those type of contexts and environments, and and reshaping how e-learning would look in different contexts, more with the ownership of that particular society and not necessarily us bringing a top-down approach to them. Dr. Jankis, I'd like us to
1: move to our WhatsApps and also callers. So, on WhatsApp, I've got a WhatsApp here and our listener says, if the government is opening up the schools from the 1st of June for grade seventh uh, and grade 12, then... Um, um, President Ramaphosa should just cancel all these lockdowns because what's the point of sending kids to school and keeping the adults indoors? This doesn't make any logic um, because the learners will come back home and whatever they go outside will obviously infect the elders. The other uh, one that I see here is uh, very, very... um, Touching, it's from Lego who is all the way in Port St. John's. Lego says, see, these people in well-conducive environments fail to understand that it is not merely about the availability of devices and data. It is about the student who only sees a computer on TV, who never touched a computer. Now they are thought to uh, know much about computers as they endorse e-learning. The system is just there to exclude the poor child from disadvantaged rural areas and and i understand where where some people are coming from especially a person like st john saying if a child has never touched a device if a child has only heard of a device like a computer a tablet um and now we are expecting them to you know start having the e-learning systems will the education system be able to inclusively incorporate such in their livelihoods, something that they've never experienced before.
2: I have to totally agree with what Nkululeko is saying, and, and that's the reason why um, I work with a lot of um, students who come from those type of contexts, um, for us to make sure that we don't have who finish through the basic education system and come to university or go to FET colleges and never having interacted with technology. So I think sometimes when you look at e-learning, we think advanced learning management systems, we think expensive um, touchscreens, and we forget about the basics of just computer literacy. And that's, that's essentially what we've been focusing on over the years to say we can't have a conversation about the fourth industrial revolution. When basic computer literacy, when basic digital literacy is a talent. And that is why when we go to different schools, we understand, okay, this school does not have a computer lab. How do we then work with either the local university to request that all um, old computers or old old laptops could we use within our classroom context? How do we then work with different organizations to say refurbish devices that you don't need? Could we please use them within our school? So we partner with other um, non-profit un- organizations as well as with universities because I think both universities, FET colleges and just training institutions, it is for their benefit to provide such a support to underprivileged schools because there's nothing as, as, for me, touching as a child coming, having never um, interacted with a computer in university. It becomes their first stumbling block before they get into content of any related topic area. And they spend so much time just getting around computer literacy, just getting around digital literacy, before they then have to contend with the different um, cultural contexts, Um, content related to whatever it is that um, they're learning so that is and and, and I, I have to appreciate the many students that we work with because they also suggest the schools that we go to mainly the schools that they went to understanding the challenges that the children in those schools actually faced, and it's always quite great to see the school always being receptive seeing their own child going you know and now that I have the skill I've got a whole class of students who can come and help impart the skill to the children in the school so that they don't face the challenges that I faced um, moving forward. So I think when we have the e-learning debate, we tend to move more to extensive types of technology and a blanket approach of certain types of computers, certain types of learning management systems, which is not necessarily the case. There's been a lot of studies within South Africa that just a mere mobile phone has shown how different skills can be passed on to learners and innovation can come within those contexts so that we don't have a situation that children still feel left behind. And so we've been trying over the years to rally the different players and make sure that children in every single context within our reach can have access to such skills. Well, the skills are definitely needed,
1: but it's not just about skills. Also, the academic uh, approach to it. And can a cell phone be able to hold a textbook? Five, ten, twenty textbooks required. That's uh, an answer I think we'll answer after we go to the lines. We've got Batsiba, who is all the way in uh, Rustenburg. Thank you very much for being patient with us, Batsiba.
3: Mm-hmm. Nene, thank you very much uh, for <laughs> taking the call. I'm, uh, um, I'm, I'm. I'm a teacher. I, I teach for a living, man, eh? and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to to just submit my perspective on this matter. Go ahead. Uh, and then the uh, thing is a system a system is something which is inter- uh, related hence in this situation you find that there uh, now a department of health has to come in department of transport etc etc. And in this system that we are that is ruling the world currently it perpetuates uh, inequality. So uh, this can be seen with maybe uh, the literacy level, because I remember when I was going to tertiary, uh, there was no course that teaches us English, but then it was introduced because of uh, uh, there were learning, many learning uh, barriers experienced which, which affected the result. So it, it was uh, introduced in university in 2010. And I got university in 2009, which really shows that the the literacy level is going down, even in grade two. I I once taught the grade twos, you'd find that uh, uh, they can't read, they can't write, they can't even color, they can't even point to their uh, body parts. So it's it's, it's a very big problem, which is done on papers, uh, and which is the system's... uh, uh, real intentions, because this ICT, when I was going through my training course again, uh, we were taught how to create blogs, how to how to, to to venture into this e-learning. So from what I can tell you that I know for sure that in our teacher's curriculum from 2016 or maybe a few years uh, before that, uh, that we have been taught how to, to, to conduct this e-learning. But when I got to the schools, I found that in the, in the three schools that I've I, I've taught in, they are computer labs, but then they are not being used. The computers are there; they are collecting uh, spider webs and dust, and uh, uh, the curriculum doesn't allow uh, for computer to be uh, compulsory, which then uh, means there's simply no time to to teach these learners how to be computer literate. Even in university, I helped many of my friends who were not. Uh, uh, computer literate. So, with, with the system of of e-learning, it is going to, um, it it is going to perpetuate inequality uh, because of, and we are going to remain stuck in what is called the third world, in which means, according to to that development you that we are always uh, left behind. And this is another way of leaving us behind uh, through this e-learning.
1: Yeah, Yo, Batiba, you know, what you have uh, said to us as points are very valid. But uh, there's one thing I'd like you to qualify. When you say this particular inequality, even in literacy, is being done on purpose, who, who, who do you think is doing it on purpose as an educator? Okay, as
3: an educator, we've been taught about the, uh, various uh, systems. And then in capitalism, it is... Uh, it is simply stated as a system which makes the rich uh, richer and the poor poorer. So, if you look into these ultra ultra rich people who have hidden accounts in 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 in, in Switzerland or is it Sweden? But it's since bank accounts. Yes, those ones who have who have accounts in in tax havens, and you'll find that most of them. Uh, 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 African presidents <laughs> with their brokers, with the assistance of their brokers. I'm sorry, but then. So, are you. Uh,
1: okay, for time, but are you saying that it's the African presidents who are causing the inequality in the rural areas, hence, we cannot integrate with e learning? I mean, if Africa is the
3: richest continent with the poorest people, I think that is. <laughs> the greatest scandal of the millennium.
1: <laughs> Thank you so very much for your opinion. Uh, Dr. Janky, uh, let's uh, move on. I don't know if you'd like to respond to this, but um, we've also got more calls. Um, would you like to respond now or respond at the end?
2: I think there was something interesting that she mentioned, um, which is very important, and it's a, it's a conversation that we've been having with our faculties of education. She mentioned something quite important that she received training for e learning but they haven't been able to use it um mm. within the classroom context. And this is this is something we've observed with the many schools that we work with in, in trying to find ways with the principal to say that um we we need to find a way of being innovative in teaching and learning that allows the computer lab to be used during the process. And so basic computer literacy is not necessarily something on the side, but for example, if you're going to give a child an assignment, how do we then incorporate that into, okay, we need to type this assignment, how do we get around typing? But just basically using the computer lab, not just for a technology class, but for other classrooms so it's it's been a great experience for us over the years to see how different schools have innovated in in moving away from having one teacher responsible for the computer lab or having no one actually responsible for for computer lab and not utilizing the lab to seeing um different teachers at their own pace using the computer lab for different reasons, but also acknowledging the fact that children will only, in some context, only have access to a computer lab in school. So you can't give a child an assessment that says that you should type this outside of schools if you know that the computer lab is also only within the school context. So I think
1: it is very critical right now for the education department at every level to be introspectively looking at the inequality. Let's move on to Tabazimbi. We've got Mpo. Mpo, thank Thank you very much for being patient with us. You are live on SFM.
0: Hello, thank you, Patricia. Hello? Yes, yes, Mpoh, we are listening. How are you doing? Yes, yes, yes. You see, I went to three high schools in my life, Mm -hmm. two in the three states, and then one here in Mpoh. There's only one high school that had a computer lab, and then we used a projector with a laptop, connected to a laptop with only life science and mathematics. And it made things easier for us. It made things easier for us to understand. But as South Africa as a whole, we are not ready for E-learning. Remember, South Africa is a developing country. We are not yet developed. But the National Corona Council, they say they are copycats of the other worlds. And those other worlds, they are developed. They are more advanced. And every school there has a computer lab. And they don't have infrastructure environments such as the Eastern Cape in the rural areas, whereby they struggle to get even a signal for a community radio station. They don't even have a network connection there. So what about those kids there? They only think about their kids in private schools and model schools. And how can in South Africa we still have leaders who can't even speak English, old people who are deciding in a fourth industrial revolution, but they themselves have not even used the the things that they are talking about. We need more young people as leaders now.
1: Thank you very much for your uh, point there, um, Paul. I'd like us to move on to Ngonde, who is in PE. Ngonde, thank you very much for holding the line for us and being patient. How are you doing this evening? Good, good. Patricia. Excellent, thank you. We're one talking. comment. Yeah, go ahead.
4: One comment to your
1: guest. Um, I went to one,
4: one high school in Kukuletu, um, which maybe your guest might be aware. They do have a computer you know, um, school, computer classroom, um, something called CAT, Computer Aided Technology. What I want to find out, do they go from UWC, which is quite close, do they go to the township schools and help those kids as much as they can? Because what I've discovered, when these kids um, go to UWC, they can't even do assignments, which I think is something they could have been taught whilst they were in high school, one. Two, when they go to UWC, there is a system, I don't know the name now, but um, I'm sure you guys might know. When you want to submit your assignment just for pre-testing, if you have not plagiarized, um, you can do that that they will back it, not your lecturer, but the system. Mm. So, for example, if you get a stem percentage, it will get through that. Okay, fine. You know, if you have copied a lot, word for word or or, or that type of thing, it will say, cannot pass, that type of thing. So basically what I'm saying, can this computer-aided technology, e-learning, be utilized to the kids also? They can be given exams, class tests, you know, without them being in class, like right now, you know, through a learning. And then the teacher can mark them via a learning. Something I learned for the first time when I was a student at WC myself.
1: Thank you so very much, Hi, Nguende. Patricia. Yeah, thank you so very much, Ngonde. We're going to uh, permit uh, Dr. Ajankis to respond to your question. Very valid point, and at least you're speaking from experience. Have a good evening, Ngonde. SFM leading the conversation, Late Night Conversations with me, Patricia Nduli. We are speaking with Dr. Mamiki Jankis, who is uh, the head of Information Systems and academic, de- at the, um, academic Department at the University of Western Cape. We are talking about inequalities in e-learning as we wrap up the conversation.
0: Late Night Conversations.
1: SFM leading the conversation uh, on the late night conversations with me, Patricia and Uli. We are speaking the inequality in the digital e-learning platform, especially now that the schools are about to open up. And uh, as we wrap up our conversation with Dr. Maggie um, Maggie uh, Yankees, uh, let's uh, Dr. Let's respond to Ngonde's question. Um, is it possible for us to have these in- integrated computer systems in every schools where students can do assignments, tests, and so on and so forth and also have them marked online um, for every score at every level
2: um thank you so much i think uh, and thank you to the previous speaker for 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 his question those are really valid points uh he'll be happy to know that our volunteer program largely targets township schools um and the privileged schools to be precise for that very reason that they may not have access to many of the resources that we try through donations and voluntary um methods to collect and and support the school the system that he is talking about is, is, um, is a plagiarism check system where students who come into campus, once they've completed an assignment, Um, and they submit it through a learning management system, which all universities use a particular learning management system. It gets checked, and then if you have plagiarized, it tells you which um, areas have been plagiarized. And now many children will be coming from high school context, as mentioned earlier, not having such knowledge of basic digital literacy. But higher learning institutions have now instituted specialized Centers that allow training programs for children that come outside. But this is not always. Accessible um, beyond. If you're not going to go into university, it means you may not have access to such opportunities or such resources. I mean, if we looked, at, if we look at much more developed countries, they do have what we use in university. In university they do have such in schools, and I think the Western Cape province in, does have a learning management system, probably not used as effectively as it should be, and that is why um, I speak a lot about equitable access to such resources across different schools equitable access to resources such as computer labs and not necessarily something expensive but but something that can equip a learner with the basics of navigating their way around a computer, the basics of being able to type an assignment, the basics of being able to search on the Internet for informative information that can assist you with that type of assignment. And we we, we do, when we work with teachers, we do train them about assessment uh Technologies that they can use to automatically um, create assessments online and children within their school and their classroom context. Could submit their their, their assignments um, on the computer lab. But as mentioned earlier, we don't use a one-size-fits-all approach because different teachers will be at different stages in their lives. Some teachers have been in the system for a long time and did not have the privilege of getting any digital or computer literacy like one of the previous scholars who I was happy to know that she had received training in higher learning institutions. So a lot of the teachers who probably have been in the system for a while may not have gotten that thorough experience of using technology. So we take teachers based on where they are in their development skill at that time, and therefore those who are quite advanced we then um, show them the different assessment tools that they can use um, online to better prepare the learners within their different schools.
1: The job that you're doing is really commendable, Dr. jankis so both in the communities and with the educators. As we wrap up, could you kind of give us perhaps a contact details or a website where educators and parents who are keen to petition for their schools um, to get the technology where they can get a hold of you?
2: Sure. Um if there are educators or schools um who which have an interest in, in what we do, um my email address is my surname J A N T J I E S M E at Gmail dot com and um any issue related to that I'm 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 glad to answer.
1: Thank you very much for your time and have a very pleasant evening. Thank you so much.